Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Episode 107 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where if the laughter lasts longer than four hours, please consult a medical professional. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. What's it's, going uh, on, boys? Hey. It's a problem that pops up every now and then. Yeah, it does. And it doesn't oh, want to Speaking of problems that pop up every now and then, Let's Pete? talk about someone Birthdays. very special. <laughs> Tyler Valentine. Happy birthday from the AWP boys. Yeah. Someone, happy birthday. Yeah, you little birdie told us that you, you turned a whole... Whatever age you are, and we're proud of you. You've turned a whole insert age here. here. And look at you. You don't look a day over the age you are. Oh, a <laughs> different birthday. age entirely. Uh, so happy birthday. And uh, no, this is not a segment we're going to do. Don't you go dying on us. So don't anyone try to do this to us again. Uh, but speaking of Didn't things that are getting older, let's talk about our patrons, Mike. Didn't, well, didn't we do this before? Didn't we do someone else? We did, may did have. give someone else a happy birthday on here? So we do someone every week. We, we do someone every I don't. Week. You guys got information? Uh, yeah. you- have you seen his beard? <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing anyone. Uh, <laughs> was, that too, was that too on the nose? Visa did not. <laughs> it's pretty on the nose. I'm, okay, sorry. Uh, that Why don't you just leave me one a one-star review on my Etsy? Yeah, oh. <laughs> I got you. Uh, anyways, that is not cool. We don't leave Dan one-star reviews, people. We I will hunt you down. Or sixes, at the very least. I think we <laughs> need to figure out how to get Yo, Dan if you're going to leave me a one-star review, review, understand that if you bought something from me, I have your address. Ooh, that's, a interesting thing to, that's an interesting threat to levy <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> just, just, I'm Those just throwing that out there. I'm just words. throwing random facts out. Just... Just thrown out a very, very specific threat to people who buy from me. Anyway, Please big thanks to our patrons. <laughs> if you wanted to go check us out on patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast, we'd really appreciate that. That'd be awesome. Uh, we have a bunch of supporters over there. Over 115 or there's like 117 right now. So a big thanks to all you guys. You guys are awesome. We really appreciate you so very much. 115 so awesome. listeners? And Mike, Supporters on Patreon. Just in oh. case people don't know what Patreon is and what are the, some of the benefits you can get, can you just rattle off some? Just Because maybe people don't know. Well, for one, for one, if you pay money to Patreon and that money gets funneled into another Woodshop podcast, you get things like early access to the podcast, typically three days before all the plebs. That's what we call the listeners who don't pay. Uh, it's very diminutive. We really like to establish sex. No, no. Uh, S-E-C-T-S. Yeah. Not sex. Sex. sex? Casts. <laughs> Casts. That's what I was thinking of. Casts. Cast. Not sex. Like, like, uh, what? Head tilt. Cast. What? <laughs> yeah. S-E-C-T-S. It sounds worse when you don't. Anyway, we like to really <laughs> you need break to up enunciate our the uh, T, Mike. Enunciate. Sex. <laughs> you need to enunciate when you measure. Uh, so we got you can get early access to the episodes uh, three days early. You got the pre-show episode. You got the pre-show. Yep, you get the pre-show. Uh, you get it the, straight the to your feed. The video version of that. And you get the video yep, version as well. Things. If you're a VIP patron, after two months, you get a free t-shirt. T-shirt. Um, yeah, we got all kinds of benefits and extra love so from us. Not, We've been known to hug the top tier patrons. You know, we're, we're actually about money. really... We're actually really we if you have other if you're a patron and if you have ideas for other ways we can give you good content, yes. Let us know. Yeah, let we're open to that. Us on the, 
Yeah, we're open. We really want to know what like be a good thing. Obviously, it's we really reason. do want to like, drive to your house and like give your kid a bris or something. But <laughs> if you want to do anything like that, just let us know. That'd be really cool. Um, it's very specific. We can't. We we can't. You know, perform circumcisions in all the Speak lower for yourself. So yeah, Dan's totally licensed. <laughs> I'm a licensed uh, circumciser. Things. Circumcisionist. You there, would know that go. if you there, were a real there, circumcisionist. Yeah, circumcisionizer. Caught you caught me. Uh, so big thanks to our patrons. Um, you know, we've got some really cool segments on this show. Yeah. The best segment of the whole show is this one. Oh, Black Betty, ramble ham. And my favorite part about it is, is we don't get reviews anymore, so we don't have to do anything else. So we're going to move <laughs> on to our next best segment, and that's the old what's on my bench. What's on my bench? And that's... In case you're oh, new to nice. this show somehow, uh, that is actually Daniel Dunlap of Another Witch Up Podcast singing that. You're probably thinking, no, no, that has to be an angel, but it's not mutually exclusive. Nope. It can Daniel both Dunlap. be an angel and Daniel Dunlap would work Featuring singing, so. puberty. Featuring puberty. <laughs> and you can measure his puberty if you break out a ruler. Uh, anyway, so and I don't know what Anunci mayonnaise. No, nuts he ate. Anunci <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> I, I can't think of any. It didn't work out. Well. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go first. Please do. After Dan. Dan, how was your... <laughs> I don't want to go, go first. You I'll, had me I'll all excited. First. I don't want to go first. I'll go, I'll go first. I'm going to go quick. Uh, my week's been pretty hectic. I'm wrapping up... I'll rattle off a few things. I'm wrapping up this first ground, uh, this grounding box for my my VIP customer there. Really excited about that. Uh, Got to get that thing shipped out to Chicago this week coming up for Chicago, Chi Town, the Windy City, Kanye's home, Pachi's. Hey, uh, uh, fun fact: they don't call Chicago the Windy City because it's windy. Is right. it because of the farts? Please don't follow up with any more information. Yep, that's all I got. Of the farts? Because of the farts. <laughs> did, you say, did you say the farts? Yeah, break wind. <laughs> all right. Uh, so anyway, also I'm doing... <laughs> no, no. Also, I've got uh, 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 the table that had the powder post beetle infestation <clears throat> is clear of powder post beetles. I've been observing that thing for a week. Uh, we did all the finished sanding work on that today. Tomorrow, that thing is getting its... Uh, finish on there it'll be all wrapped up but i gotta coordinate with the customer when you get that delivered really excited about that i wrapped up a big po for um, a cust- a new customer they make big tools for uh door companies um <clears throat> i don't know that i should say the name of the company on here but um i'm gonna it's no i'm just kidding uh, it's Milgard. no they uh, it's it's just some company that i uh work with uh locally we just got the first po done and things went really well so i'm really happy uh, with that relationship. Um, and um, let's see. Oh, I made this design for a kid's stool. One of my customers is an event planning company. Um, and they want to know if I can make a stool. That's like a knockdown stool. But we're going to glue. What's up, when Dan? you say stool, are you talking? Uh, it's poop. poop. I made children's okay. poop. And uh, <laughs> no, no, it's an actual uh, like a sitting stool. Like a stool like sample. A no, it's, like, it's just a tiny little stool, you know? Kids just make little stools. It's really weird. I don't know why we keep going into the gutter with this one, but we're going to AWP'd on. So, yeah, we're going to uh, – yeah, so we're going to – I came up with this, this design. It's simple design. It's just a three-part, two legs with a half lap and then a mortise and tendon that fits into the top. It all locks together real tight. Uh, I made an extra one for my son. His isn't even glued up. He's been beating the crap out of it, and it's still held together just fine. So – um, Random thought. A really, yeah. When you say half lap, does anybody else think of a a pat, pat lap. lap that's cut in half? 
like a yes. like a every time a side I'm section about of the a pat lap. No, the bottom half only. Bottom <laughs> the half only part that matters, you know. Yeah, that's okay. where the French is. Continue. Awkward. <laughs> Outrageous accent. <laughs> no, it's uh. <laughs> no, we um. That's some foreshadowing. Good thing he doesn't listen. No, to we've this. got um. <laughs> What else? Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, that design. I'm going to get that design up. I'm going to probably spend some time on Easter Sunday just chilling out, catching up on some digital design files that I'm meaning to list. So I'll get those up on my website. And I'll put them up on Etsy for a slightly more exorbitant price. Uh, but yeah, those At will go up At least six and a half percent more. Ah, inflation. Uh, 30% more. <laughs> 30%, yeah. 30% plus 8%, 8.9 or whatever the consumer pricing index raising was. So um, anyway, that's kind of my week. I'm just real busy in the shop. Sean's been gone this week. We've got uh, oh, I didn't tell you guys. Uh, I've got those that door job. I've got all the material here for that those doors, those big carriage doors. Really excited about those. But it looks like did I tell you guys about that L shaped desk with the dual watered miterfall, yeah, yeah. mitered waterfalls? Looks like that's a lock. I'm super excited awesome. about that. It's uh, it's it's all live edge, Dan. It's an L shape, and the insides are the both ends have mitered waterfalls, and then there's a live edge middle thing holding up the middle. It's gonna be sick. I'm you super told excited us about, about that. It. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Congratulations. Uh, I remember. It looks like it's a lock. So yeah, you, had, yeah, you showed us like the rendering and stuff too. Yeah. I showed you yeah. the rendering. Yep. I sent it in. And he's in. like, oh, it's yeah, a lock. It's this much. And then he said one of those numbers that makes us black out. And then. Yeah, it yeah. was, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of money, uh, but it's a cool job. And it's with a customer that, well, my customer is an interior designer who I've been trying to work with for a while. She's super great. Um, and her customer is a very big company in the area that's going to be remodeling all their offices, which means a lot of new office furniture, which I'm very excited about. So hopefully there's a lot more opportunity here. Um, yeah, that's kind of my week. Uh, I just want to get into these questions real quick. So, Dan. Go. I've had a pretty, pretty uh, schedule filler. <laughs> pretty. Well, I wouldn't say baller. It's just been a schedule filled week i i feel like i've been super busy uh you know you know as always bow ties are keeping me busy and inserts are keeping me actually pretty busy as well what's what's been really cool is i put a call out on instagram for if anybody has a table saw or a miter saw that they want an insert for if they could send me some sort of like tracing or the actual insert that itself through the mail and i would you know work with them and i'd i'd make a, a a file and i'd cut the piece and i'd send it back to them i've had a lot of people like respond to that and i i i'm drowning <clears throat> i'm drowning in inserts over here i've i've got at least a dozen that i need to work on which is it's no one does an insert like daniel Dunlap. insert joke here oh my god <laughs> Why do I do a podcast with you guys? Um, Because you get paid by the word? I don't know. Do I get paid by the word? I feel like I'm underpaid. Um, (laughs) Say more. So I've been doing that, and uh, I've gotten a few new projects on the books. Uh, I I don't remember if I brought this up last week, but I took a new new job for some faux beams that I'm going to put up in somebody's living room. That's going to be super fun. Um. they want him to look reclaimed. So I have a reclaimed contact. So what I'm thinking is I'm going to, I'm going to like do, do like a resaw and just use the faces and I'll, I'll laminate it to like, like veneer some, it almost <clears throat> some what now you're going to like veneer it. 
Yeah, I'm going to veneer it onto like some uh, ultralight MDF or something. Something that's light and it's not going to kill anybody when it falls down. Thanks. And hopefully it won't fall down. You know, that's Sorry, the goal. Sorry, Dan, I missed... I, it broke up for me. What are you making? What is the item? Some faux beams oh, in, a, in a living room. Oh, okay, cool. Nice, nice. That's going to look slick. Yeah, it should look really, really cool. I'm really excited about that one. That's definitely the um, way to do that. Also, wow, did you hear that throat? That was yeah, such that was... a loud throat burp. <laughs> wow, that was weird. Just blame I'm going to have to see time. if Jacqueline will let me use the redacted sound clip for that. Redacted. <laughs> that was super weird. Uh, um the uh the oak door client they asked me if i could make some pocket doors for them and they're going to be super custom these pocket doors are six foot by ten foot and i need to make four of them so that's going to be an interesting challenge good thing you have such a big shop yeah (laughs) yeah 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 tell me about it uh the speaking of the shop speaking of the shop the uh the search (laughs) continues uh, I'm not, I feel like I'm not having a whole lot of luck. It's, it's been quite a struggle. I know everybody thinks that, you know, I live in Nebraska. It's in the middle of nowhere, but that's not the case. Unfortunately, I do live in suburbia hell. Uh, so it's, it's kind of tough finding a shop or a space or a property that hits all the check marks that I have for things that I need. So we tried looking outside of Sarpy County. <laughs> Uh, I would I would happily look outside of Sarpy County, but uh, that's something you got to. Oh, you're right. Up then you wouldn't be king anymore. I get it. You gotta you gotta take that up with Mrs. Dunlap. Actually, she doesn't want to stop being queen. I get it. She doesn't want to stop being queen. She's you know she wears the throne. Oh, she wears the throne. No, she wears the crown. She wears the crown happily. Um. <laughs> uh. Let's see. I think Very I think that's throat. pretty much it. My my week has just been. Uh. Oh no. Just kidding. I got a pretty forceful text from my client that has the Hackberry slab table, the live edge slab, and they want it, which is understandable. I've kind of dropped the ball on that. So that needs to get done this week. So I'm spending a lot of time over at Nick Brim shop trying to get that done because I don't have any shop space to accommodate that table. So Nick has been kind enough to let me work on that in his shop. So I'm kind of bouncing between my shop and Nick's shop trying to get that table done. What else has for, to get done? For that client. What's that? What else has to get done on it? Uh, right now, just the finishing and installing the legs. I've, I've got everything <clears throat> uh, kind of wrapped up. But I, I think I sanded it to 320 the other night so it's it's what are ready you spraying to go. It with lacquer no i'm gonna i'm gonna use a wipe on poly i'm not gonna spray it with lacquer it's gonna be a bar like a bar <laughs> table i don't think lacquer oh. would hold up well <clears throat> enough unfortunately i would love to use lacquer just because of the fact <coughs> that it it cures and dries so Super fast, fast. But yeah <clears throat> i'm gonna go with a wipe on poly I, w- I was thinking about doing a bar top epoxy but to be perfectly honest i haven't used bar top epoxy enough to know all the, the variables neck, and Dude, you have to have no dust in that space for yeah like i mean it's hours. otherwise he it can't like trust trash. Nick. yes he's very dusty. i was watching a video dusty by Nick. uh blacktail studios on youtube and he was doing some bar top epoxy stuff and he was giving a lot of tips and tricks and <clears throat> man he he did a great job of talking me out of doing it so i'm gonna <laughs> go with a wipe on poly 
uh, just for durability. Uh, real and quick, simplicity. our lights just flickered, so just <laughs> give you a heads up. Uh, cool. Anyway, sorry. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. I'm I'm pretty much done. Uh, Pete, uh, real quick. Yeah. Can I? Real, I forgot a couple things because we we did the show last Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It feels like it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I did a headboard last week as well. Um, I, oh, yeah, I knocked I out this head this live edge headboard. Oh, I thought yes. it was gonna be way smaller. <laughs> that reminds me too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I thought it was going to be really small, but it actually fit the space so nice. Like they picked out such a perfect slab for this area, and uh, the I thought I was we were making the the uprights for this headboard, and I was like, man, this feels really um, just like not like not enough, you know. It felt like it wasn't going to be substantial enough the the uprights, but no, man, we got it on there, and it was just it was perfect. Like the thing wasn't moving at all. Once we put the bed up against it, I mean, the thing just doesn't move. I mean, it was just, it was like perfect. Like mm-hmm. it makes me want to do more headboards really bad. I designed a shaker headboard for our bed, um, like two, three months ago. And I think I'm just going to knock it out in a day here pretty soon. Like it just looks like a fun project. So I can just nice. knock, I can probably knock out the headboard in no time, make some panels for it. And, um, I really want to get it for our bed, but yeah, it was like a ton of fun. I hope I get more of those live edge headboards or any headboards. Really. I'm going to try to push those. Uh, they're just, you know, it's like tables, doors, they're all kind of the same. Um, and that was kind of it. Sorry, Pete. What's up? Oh, Dan no, had something else. Dan, you, you Yeah, you else? reminded me. I actually mm-hmm. delivered the monkey pod live edge uh behind the couch table for my client. And so that came out that came out like super gorgeous. Monkey pod is so good. beautiful when it's finished. It's yeah, it's pretty stuff. Unbelievable. I I finished it with a uh, Rubio Monaco pure. Just, just absolutely beautiful. the The clients were blown away, and I'm going to be making three side tables and a coffee table to match that. So, and I have to have that done by Memorial Day. Oh my God! Ooh. Please send You'll help. Never meet that schedule. Yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you for it the. Sounds like you need Mike. actual help. <laughs> <laughs> you might need someone else in a shop to help you. I really do. I really do. I need a bigger shop, and I need an employee so bad. Anyway, Pete. I want to hear about your. Can you train now. someone yeah. to run your it's CNC? summer vacation, like John. Locally, probably going to be free. I I'm actually thinking about Dan training what my about daughter. John? I'm, I'm, no, my jo- my daughter who's 13. Yeah, Elena. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think I could train her. Do you think she could do it? I I'd, I'd pay her absolutely, absolutely. She could. I mean, not not like a legal amount. You would pay. Her. <laughs> no. stupid. You put money on the table. <laughs> We're talking like four dollars an hour. Come on now. Right. Well, that seems high. Oh. She's never operated that before. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually something I've been tossing around in my head. Yeah, give them a sander. They'll be fine. Is she 13? 13. 14? How old is Elena? She'll be, she'll be 14 Oh, you November. just said that. Yeah. Man, is you... Uh, Elena's super smart. She could totally do that. She's way smarter than you. She is. Actually, let me let me brag about my daughter real fast. She's she crazy super smart. smart. You just talked to her. She's super smart. You could tell. Uh. In Nebraska, here we do the we do a test called the NSCATS, which is the ne- Nebraska yeah, it's about poop. state. We get it. It's NSCAT. <laughs> school sample. NSCAS. I don't I don't know what the letters means, but it's like the state testing in schools. Out of two hundred and twenty five kids in her seventh grade class, she had the top score. Whoa! Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great. She'd absolutely run a Onefinity. Where'd she get that from? <laughs> we learned that. Uh, we Kayla's learned that side. like three or four days ago. I was like blown away. That kid oh, is that's so amazing. smart. That's good awesome. job, Elena. Yeah. Can anyway. you actually tell her I said very good job? I, mean, I, I really will. I, like her. I think that will mean nothing to her. 
Yeah, that's gonna just, really. It'll mean nothing to her. But if you could tell her that, I really. I'm gonna. Appreciate I'm gonna it. put it. Really I'm gonna great. put it on a plaque. Mike. Mike Coffee. You're gonna said. put it on. You're gonna put it on the whiteboard. Just tell her like, <laughs> She'll go never run this file. Don't worry about it. Just go run this file on a CNC, and she's gonna take it off. Yeah. Like, Uncle Mike's real proud of you. <laughs> All right, Pete, it's your turn. We, hey, I've talked enough. Too. All right, so it uh, is way too much, frankly. Yeah. We got a lot of questions, Dan and Mike. Should just open with the Elena thing, and then we could have just. <laughs> just, just <laughs> this week's topic is Elena's brains. So I'm working on those stupid ice climbing tools. They're almost done. I just want to get them wrapped up. Uh, there's a very good chance I may turn the job down or basically I'm going to requote them with what I really should be charging for this. And then I will not be taking that job on in the future. Basically that's what's going to happen. Or I, I you're going to, you're going to give them the old, the old F you, the old F you, but it's in reality is like what these are time-wise taking me per hour. I'm going to be charging my hourly shop rate and, uh, they're not going to be happy about it because it's more than double the cost they're currently paying. And uh, if they don't walk away, I'm going to just hire people to come in and help me with it. Because for me to do it over weeks, it's just in the numbers that they want potentially in a future. I don't know about you, Pete, but I'm actually I'm actually at the point where I feel like I need to buy a second Onefinity to keep up. Damn. Really? Yeah. But the problem is, like, I don't have the space. I don't have the space for it. You need need someone to be running it while you're doing other stuff. Yeah, I need something. Something you, needs to something needs to change. That's sure. why you need to get some other people involved. But yeah, so um, yeah, these ice climbing tools are getting wrapped up. I uh, what is this? Oh, I got the dust collector last week. The Laguna P Flux, the new 2020 models. Apparently, the instructions changed a little bit, and some other uh, components on it have changed because it's got the auto HEPA cleaner on it now too. So after, I want to run on two twenty, and it comes stock with one ten. And Man, Laguna, I hate cleaning my HEPAs. Yeah, Laguna does worst, not have it, the 220 terrible. conversion kit yet. So basically, I'm waiting on that. For now, I'm going to be wiring up the 110. It's a different kit. Wait, it does, they don't have it yet? They don't have it in stock yet. They don't have it as a part yet. Mm. These things literally yeah, just dropped the 110 for now. in March yeah, yeah, and immediately sold out. For now. Yeah, for now. Yeah, it's whatever. But what's annoying is when you swap it out, the big motor, the main one, you can just rewire for 220. The small motor that runs the, the HEPA cleaner, that whole motor gets swapped. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, so it's that yeah. whole. That's a little yeah. pain in the butt. But that's almost Those done. Little tiny motors. Yeah. I, I literally just need to wire up the uh, the outlet and just shoot that part of it or the this, the plug, whatever, and plug it in, and hopefully it won't trip a breaker. So I don't know. It it says to run a run on a thirty amp breaker for one ten. Yeah, even though it runs on an eighteen amp. There's sustain. I'm assuming they're talking about spin up. It'll peak, but it should be fine. It shouldn't trip a breaker. There's nothing else on the um, plug that I'm going to be putting it on. 30 amp 110. That's that what thing? I was confused about too. It literally says that in a thing. And then it says 15 amp for the 220 because it's just split. Run it on a 20 Look, amp and you'll be fine. It'll be I don't fine. know Run much. New 20 amp. I don't know much about electrical stuff, yeah. but I will tell you this. When I, when I ran my uh, P-Flux 1 on 110, I was tripping breakers here and there. But I mean, you were pretty regularly. Yeah. You were. Now, here's the thing though. This plug that I'm, I'll be plugging it into nothing else is on it except well, that should be helpful be yeah so like nothing else will be power like going to that it should be fine with 110 the other dedicated thing is, circuit will be fine yeah i'm not i'm not also the new circuit but if i've you never put, like, heard a of a new... 30 amp 110 <laughs> I, that doesn't exist so the uh yeah. the um if you put like a newer uh well it was a brand new panel we just put it in this year we'll be fine it 
you know what? We'll figure it out in uh, the next day or so. That's what I'm going to be doing. Right. It's fine. Put a 20 amp. Put another 20 amp. It's, it's fine. 20 amp. Yeah, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so that that came out. I'm finishing it up. Uh, what's stupid is the, the, the new assembly is you have to keep the foam that it comes with because you're supposed to flip it upside down and mount the like the legs to it. I immediately I threw out the foam. Too. That yeah. day was garbage day. And then a buddy of mine, Carmine, came <laughs> over. We ended up lifting it onto the base while Emma was screwing it on uh, to the to the legs. So mm, we didn't kill ourselves. Yes, I will. Anyways, that's all assembled. I only have three extra parts that will get installed tomorrow. Literally the parts that are supposed to connect over the where the legs are screwed to the the main part. I forgot to install those covers. So just got to put that on there. It's just extra rigidity or whatever. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you need to rewire it. It's gardening season. It's getting really warm. It was freezing last week. We actually had some hail one day. Today was 89 degrees outside, so we were sweating. I went and picked up some... Uh, some mulch yesterday and some of you know i have that little green trailer i love that thing i haul it behind my subaru well i took it to lowe's i loaded up on mulch and i calculated i'm like okay this much this many bags uh okay cool yeah like the guy was just like loading it on the forklift into i got 25 bags and he's loading it into my trailer he puts them down and i have never seen that thing sit so low and i was like oh damn the bags are wet they're almost double the weight so I was basically From like all the pee. way over capacity on uh, on on hauling it. Uh, so we offloaded it. And Subaru couldn't handle that. Man, no, the trailer, shocking. the trailer couldn't. The trailer sat real low. And um, basically, the reason I'm telling this story, I found something out. Did you know that Lowe's, right next to the uh, pro area where they have the awning with the lumber pickup, there's a free air fill up at that spot. And I'm, I'm I'm really wondering if there's one at Home Depot now, but apparently Lowe's has them there for pros when they load up heavy stuff. A lot of times they find out that they don't have enough air in their tires, like I did, because one of my tires was hella flat. And uh, I filled up for free. So just, you know, if you're ever in an area where there's a Lowe's and you need some air in your tires. Pro tip. Pro tip. Boom. <laughs> Peachy's pro tip. Uh, but yeah, it's just gardening season. So we're going to be doing a lot of landscaping and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, that's all boring. Then uh, what else? Oh, I taught uh, a how-to Etsy class on Saturday. It was that was a, fantastic. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm I was in attendance, lying. and that was yeah. like I didn't expect much from you, Pete, because I know you. But I don't. That either. was really good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I got some really good feedback <laughs> on it. The class. No, was honestly, actually, sorry. All jokes aside, it was really good. I appreciate that. Um, we had about 30 people in it. It was. It's really hard to present a class when everyone is muted and you see nothing but just yourself in a little window and whatever you're showing there's no audience feedback so whatever it's like an hour-long story basically dude i was getting uh because it's hard to gauge if i'm making my point or not whatever but uh emma was helping me out she was so helpful she was basically grabbing all the questions as they were coming in and she and was moderating. moderating jokes and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly she was making sure that everyone was in line dan was a little rowdy in the chat i saw the chat dan that's fine I'm kidding no he behaved so Ish. we wrapped up it was literally an hour on a dot for the initial class i talked about everything from opening up a shop to you know pushing your shop to the next level and stuff that I'm working on and they should work on. I showed my numbers openly. Uh, and then I recorded the whole thing. So that is going to be dropping on my YouTube channel tomorrow, Friday. So if you're listening to this as a patron today, it's available. Everyone else still listening to it on Monday. It's already live. So you can watch this video. It's about an hour and 40 minutes because it's an hour of the class and about 40 minutes of Q and a, 
some really good questions that people ask. Dan, I've actually been putting some of your techniques to use this past week. I'm glad it's helping. You're already killing it. I I didn't say it was helping, but I... But the last couple of weeks you've been doing so well. I didn't put it to use, and I got two one-star reviews today, so (laughs) screw you, Petrie. (laughs) Screw them over. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, A little stressful, but I I got it done. It's funny, but I'm going to jump off a bridge. Suddenly, Mr. Etsy with the teaching a class, everyone reached out to me about this whole Etsy raising their fees from 5% to five. Oh, oh the, sorry, the timing on that was terrible. It was great. Yeah, I was teaching a class <laughs> and I literally was like, yeah, Monday they're going up, by the way. But here's my take for everyone that uh, is upset about the Etsy fees. Everyone's like, fees are going up 30%. No, it, they're going up 1.5%. 30%, uh, sorry, 1.5 is technically 30% of the number five, but that doesn't mean they're going up 30%. They're going up 1.5%. On a $100 order, you're losing another $1.50. If you can't absorb that into your, yeah, that extra 1.5%. They right? only take, I've, oh, they, they don't take 30% of your order? No. No, everybody gets that wrong. That's crap. Like, but like that they went up 30, there's basically a lot of people are getting No, no, no. They, when they, when you, no. when you spend, sell a $100 item, they don't take $30 of that? No. They take roughly 10%. I'm sure of, they do. No, they nope. take 10%. 10%? Mm-hmm. You get charged 6.5%. You're, you're looking at the shipping costs, Mike. So let me go through it. You're you going to pay, pay that cents, no matter where you, you go. You pay 20 cents to list an item. Then you're going to be paying 6.5%. So let's say you're selling a $100 item. You're going to pay 6.5% in fees. That's $6.50. And then when someone buys an item from you, you have to cover the transaction fee of $3. Or, or 3%. So it's going to be $3. So now you're looking at, anywhere. you know, uh, about $9 at plus 25 cents because that C just tags on that little extra bit on there. So basically 10 percent, uh, no, 20, 20, 20 cents is a fee. listing. It's it's 3% plus 25 cents for transaction fee. For the transaction yeah. fee. So that's standard. You lose well, it's a little right high, now, but that is ballpark. Let's just round it up. 10% of your sale is fees. That's what you, you're paying. So when people are blowing this up like it's this crazy thing, and like, I get it. That doesn't seem like much of a change at all. I don't want to pay these fees either. I don't want to be paying 5%. I wish it was free. But you do get a lot with it. Yeah, you no do one get, wants you to. Know, <laughs> you yeah. get a lot of SEO. You get a lot of, you know, a lot for it. And if you can't absorb that small of an increase, you're pricing incorrectly. That's the number one thing you should take away Absolutely. from it. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're <clears throat> wrong for not liking it. You shouldn't like it, but it's just part of... Doing business, all everything's going up, you know, all the prices. I mean, it's a very small picture outlook on business. Yes, I've gotten comments. I've gotten comments like that as well, uh, especially in person, where people will be like, "But they take so much money." But you, you don't understand that. One of the things that never got any sales. (laughs) Well, there's that, but one of the things that Etsy takes is the shipping costs. You can you can ship right through Etsy, yeah. But you're going to pay shipping no matter where you go through. And think of so yeah, that's that's a big chunk. If if you look at if you look at my sales through Etsy last year for shipping, uh, I think shipping was my biggest uh, fee. For the whole that's year, not one of the things I look at, I don't even pay for through shipping from them. But yeah, that's not even it's the fees. A, they're, that, they're way more expensive than shipping. Well, it depends on what ship. you're shipping. The lighter items, they actually they come out to be the same as uh, pirate ship. 
Same like the super light items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's items. pretty rare for yes. me. For like the, the things, stuff, yeah, the bow ties and the stuff. Yeah, may yeah not be the stuff you guys. The bow ties and the terrible packaging. Yeah. But you know, think of it even this way: we were talking bags, about this pews. in the pre-show about uh, job management or project management software, and Mike uses Jobber, and Dan probably should start looking at Jobber. But like Etsy, in its <laughs> own sense, is a project managing management software. It tells you what orders yeah, are it's outstanding. Super nice. You look in that you, dashboard. But like you have everything, it's whatever is just through Etsy. That's the only place you can look at it. But you do get some project management there too. Anyways, long story short, I have I have something to uh, to try, which I found out about on um, Tuesday of this week. There, I'm going to throw a link in here. If you're brand new to Etsy and you want to start an <laughs> Etsy shop, you can click on the link and you will get 40 free listings. Your first list, 40 listings are going to be free. You don't pay the 20 cents. You basically save $8. That's what it Whoa. is. Yeah, it's huge. Hey, that's um, eight bucks. Take it. That's and the bucks. way it works is this is actually something that's open to everyone that has an Etsy shop where if someone uses your link, that person gets 40 free listings and the person whose link you use also gets 40 free listings. Oh, so, it's self-serving. It is, but it's you're also helping Fine. a person that's starting up a new shop. I'd love to help myself, but you're going to help yourself? <laughs> How so, dare you? That's something you can check out. I'll throw the link in there. If you go to the site, what are you, gonna charge uh, you can your LLC set up rent? your own as well. If you're already, <laughs> so if you already have an Etsy shop, it'll automatically just generate the code for you so you can send it to someone else. Nice. So there you go. You can, you it's know, like a referral code, but basically, but for eight bucks. Basically. <laughs> No, Siri. No, yeah, no, no, no. It's helpful for friends. sure. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, what else? Uh, send me yours, Pete. I'll use it. Oh, you already have a shop. And then I'll send. Oh, I thought you said for anyone who already has one. No, too. if you Never have mind. an Etsy shop set up, it'll just take you, have to you be to a the new site. Shop. Yeah, brand new shops. That's basically what it is. So if you're one, if you're thinking about well, starting it. Well, I feel it, cheated. Perfect time to do it. Well, I feel cheated too. We just started an Etsy shop for Emma. Can and you I found out about it. Venmo me eight bucks and make me you feel got better. It. I'll do okay. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you'll never recover from that <laughs> financially. financially. No, <laughs> I can't absorb eight dollars from my fees. Yeah, are you kidding me? I'm gonna do this. I'm going out of business. <laughs> eight bucks. So that's <laughs> this that. is it. We're closing up shop. Dropping a video tomorrow. I'll put the link in the uh, in the show notes. Go check it out. Uh, that's it. That's, that's definitely a good video to watch. He Pete appreciate did a great job. He really did. I appreciate you. Thank you. I don't and say nice things about these two. Very often. And so. stay tuned there for some go. other True. classes, maybe coming from He's some other people, but we'll just talk I'll about it. I'll talk about it eventually. another week because we'll talk about it later because I don't want to like steal your thing. I hear you did a really good job and I'll talk Appreciate about my it. thing. I'm going to be doing a class, but I'll talk more about it uh, next week. I have a curip- curriculum I'm putting cool. together. Mine won't be as... Uh, robust. Uh, mine won't be free. Pete's. No, no. Mine will be very robust and I'm going to be sharing very real very, raw numbers with the people in the yeah. class, like very targeted. What kind of class stuff. are you it's doing? Gonna, pricing class oh i've got 50 people signed up right now uh for the pricing class and uh it won't be free is it uh, gonna be like eight bucks because pete owes me eight bucks no actually you guys are getting a free free uh getting in for free i didn't ask but i was yes please (laughs) no you guys are getting in for free but it's not going to be free and it's not going to be particularly cheap either it's going to be i'm going to be putting a lot of very (laughs) specifics in this a lot of very specific If you want a discounted price, reach out to Daniel Dunlap and I will share my link with you. <laughs> Everyone gets a very special private password. So Son of a beat. No way to share. Uh, I'm getting that all set up right now. But anyway, it's going to be uh, business. Actually, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for uh, it's a Google Doc no, to sign up it. if you're interested yeah. in the class. Yeah, shoot cool. that over I'll to me. share I'll that with that Pete. So far, I got 41 people interested. I'm assuming that when I announce the price, it's going to be a quarter of that. 
but I've talked to a bunch of people already and it sounds like they're more than happy to pay. It's honestly a drop in the hat to understand this mm-hmm. stuff. This is stuff that would take you a long time to learn on your own. It took me a long time to learn on my own. So if you're wanting a jump start on pricing, specifically what we're doing here with woodworking, furniture, custom woodwork, stuff like that, CNC work, I'm going to go over all of that. I'm going to go over custom furniture, CNC work, laser work, uh, dealing with big business customers and uh, all down to the residential family customer. So uh, anyway, I'm excited for Pete's video to come out. I'm going to share that. So I've, I'm actually going to watch that Probably as soon as it's live, I guess uh, tomorrow be, it's gonna be live. Yeah, tomorrow morning I'm gonna drop it. I gotta finish yeah, so up I'm some gonna watch that stuff. while I'm in, while I'm or in the shop and stuff. Notes. So yeah, description stuff. That, All right, well, um, let's let's jump into questions here real quick. Uh, I'm gonna play this first one from Mr. Adam Barnett. Hey guys, Adam here from Barnett Custom Woodworks. Uh, first time caller. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a while actually, but I have two questions both pertaining to Etsy. So the first one is uh, about taxes. I had a difficult time trying to find all the info on Etsy, and I was wondering if there's like a simple form you could print and just give to your tax person or a way to upload it directly to whatever tax software you might be using. I don't know, maybe I missed something, but it seemed kind of uh, non-intuitive. So what's your best recommended process for taxes through Etsy? And then the second question is about digital files. What's the best way to sell them uh, as far as file types? Do they need to be compressed? Best types of pictures and tags and title for the listing? Should it be separate listings for each file or should it be a drop-down list for, say, cutting boards and wine caddy templates? So, yeah, I'm not sure what the best thing is there. What do you guys recommend? All right. Put that AWP on us. (coughs) Pete, you go... uh... You go. Yeah. So, uh, Adam, we actually answered some of his questions in the class as well because you asked them. But uh, best place to find like all the tax stuff for Etsy, you don't need to worry about the month to month or each individual thing. A lot of people are so concerned with their individual sales in there and all every fee. and It's syncing properly to a tax, turbo tax or whatever. You don't need that. <clears throat> At the end of the, the year, you get a form from Etsy. It tells you how much you've collected, how much income you've uh, you've gotten. And then you just... Print out the list of your fees for the year. You can just go to your stats, look at the year, look at all your fees that you paid, and just hand out to your accountant. Just give him those numbers because they're all on Etsy there. That's that's your fees. That's all you need to provide to your tax uh, tax person. If they're asked for any other info, that's when you you can dig in there too. But I gave five numbers to my tax guy. It was the income and then the four fees. Mike. Uh, also for your income, I mean, that should just be showing up in your bank account well, that's it. and that yeah. should be tied into your books anyway. So, I mean, that should just be there. Like you don't need your, your account, your CPA should be seeing your income for sure to get your write-offs for your fees for sure. That's a separate thing, but to see your income, that's just in your bank yep. in theory. I mean, if you have a business or, True. but you will get a legitimate Etsy, you form have from a, Etsy But Etsy well. does a good job of breaking all that down though. So. Right. It should be very seamless is what it, what the answer to that is. And then, uh. I'll jump. I'm going to kind of jump in on the files type thing. Yeah, go for it. We're going to have uh, the same answer. The so fi- go for it. Yeah, we're all going to. So I like to put in SVGs, DXFs, Adobe Illustrator, and PDFs in the file. Sometimes I will also throw in um, the VCarve file, the VCarve 2D and the VCarve 3D. I don't really find that to be super necessary. I mean, I like DXF files the most. <clears throat> I've never had really any f- issues with DS- DXF files. 
SVGs sometimes scale weird when I import them. They're the one I have the most problem with, but I always include them in my file. SVG, DXF, Because DXF retain the PDF. sizing. Yeah, they retain the yeah. sizing and it's 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 what the what you make and export will not change or scale differently. Say the that SVG again. Say that again, Pete. DS, DXFs retain their scaling and measurements. Okay. Whereas SVGs yeah, they, can be resized. They can be all over the place. Yeah, like oh. if like I send it out of a th- program, if I send an SVG out of a program, uh, I could send it to someone else and they could get something that's like, instead of it being 12 by 20, it's now 24 by 40 for whatever yeah. reason. <clears throat> now you can rescale it back in the software and it's going to be But if you're doing, say, SVG. an insert that has to be a very specific measurement. It has to be a very specific size. You want it to be a DXF. So you Which can show that SVG actually helps in to there. put like a ruler in there. You could do like 12 inches or eight inches or whatever. Someone could resize it to that and know that it's the exact amount that it's supposed to be too. If it's done, if it doesn't yeah. size correctly, like a yeah, legend. So, um, yeah, you could do so anyway, but you want to include those in there. When I, when I do that, I like to zip them and throw all those things into one fold, uh, one folder. And then I zip that folder and I upload that. I think we all have the same answer for yes. that, right? Is that yes. accurate? Okay. Yep. Um, and then for, well, that's actually it for Adam's question. So the next question is from Adrian. Adrian has this to say. Hey boys, it's Adrian here from Hickory Homestead Creations. And I had a question for you as I'm out here working in my barn. So I have a hundred year old barn, um, that was made, built from American chestnut. And I actually have some indications of some, bug uh intrusions so i was wondering what do you guys suggest for treating the barn to ensure that it no longer continues getting bugs second question is it is a very large barn and i plan on repainting it what method do you think would be more efficient rolling it with hand rollers straight up and down or spraying it with sprayers um and then if you had any paint suggestions go ahead and throw them out um it's not necessary but you know i'm always open for opinions so thank you guys so much i know it's been a while but i definitely still enjoy listening to you guys and keep up the great work i would say because it's a barn i would fumigate it i would have like a company just come in and fumigate it and drop a bomb in there and kill everything because i just drop the bomb on do top yeah, you could do topical treatments and stuff. Like I just had to do with this slab, but that just doesn't seem like it's going to be nearly as effective as just no, having someone not come nearly in and drop a bomb. As effective or efficient, to be honest. Yeah, yeah just I mean, yeah, it's way more efficient to have someone like throw. You could even go buy, down to the store. I think you can buy those and throw them in there and take off. Right, those but those smoke bombs. <laughs> yeah, don't work in the shop after that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, Give it a few days. you'll get real sleepy and then never wake up. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, but th- th- I'm pretty sure you can get. Anyway, I definitely have it fumigated. Uh, and then in my opinion, for the paint work, I would get an airless, like a big airless machine and just make the investment because the amount of time it's going to take you to roll that paint out, it's probably like a G or something for like a, an airless, like a good airless, like a mm-hmm. big one. Um, but you could do the everything. If you have this big barn made of, ch- first of all, I'm pretty sure chestnut is like, has no bug resistance. I'm pretty sure that's why it's in an almost extinct tree species. It has like, very. Yes. it's like, it really has a hard time with a lot of stuff. I could be mistaken. It's very susceptible to, uh, to insects to rot. and rot. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so you're going to want to paint that thing regularly. Plus, if you have an airless, you can paint your outside of your house and stuff. That's my opinion. Dan. 
Uh, yes, 100%. Uh, get it fumigated. I don't know of any other products that can handle that much, you know, space all at once. I mean, that would just be a nightmare. Um, as far as painting goes, yes, I agree with buying an airless sprayer. As a matter of fact, I sold a, I sold my first house that I ever bought in when I was, uh, 21. I sold that in 2017 and I had to make some improvements on the house. And what, what I did was I bought a very <laughs> nice Graco sprayer and we sprayed the entire outside of the house. And then when I was done with it, I just listed it for sale and I made about 90 to 95% of my money back on the purchase. I mean, I think I bought a Graco sprayer. It was like probably 550 bucks and I made $525 back when I, when I bought it or when I sold it. That's awesome. So yeah, that's an option or you could keep it. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to do, if you're going to do large products with it, it was a great sprayer. It was fantastic, but I, I didn't have a need for it. So I sold it. So Right. Um, it's not something you need all the time. And yeah, with that being chestnut, oh my gosh. Uh, have you thought about tearing it down and selling off the, the wood? Roasting it on an open fire? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, you could you could almost like make a ton of money on all of that uh, wood. I mean, that, that wood is pretty uh, sought after. Just thought. I know that feeling. Do you though? <clears throat> Pete? No. So yes, uh, get, what say you, Pitar? Fumigate it, absolutely. There's, I mean, there's, you can't do topical on something that big. Mm-mm. Now, I totally agree with the get a sprayer, or honestly, even like get some get quotes on getting it done. That might be worth it. Just get so much money to have a house I, painted. Just get some quotes. You never know. She's, uh, to my knowledge, she's kind of out remotely a little bit. She, there might be some people that paint barns for a certain amount, whatever. Craigslist barn painter, but. If for some reason you wanted to have a painting party and just down. get a bunch of friends to like roll it out or whatever, roll out eighteen inch rollers with a three quarter inch nap. The nap is how how long the uh, the hairs are. My you naps want, are way longer. I than know that. they are, Dan. But you want a three quarter inch nap, and re- reason is you want to mm. soak up as much paint as you can into that, so you're not constantly you know you do two passes and then you have to re. Uh, reapply paint the one company that i use that does 18 inch rollers is purdy p-u-r-d-y uh and they're they're sold at sherwin williams fantastic i painted my whole house with it it saved me like hours of work using the 18 inch rollers purdy is owned by sherwin williams Uh, yeah i I learned that recently oh yeah okay yeah so there oh yeah um, she did ask for paint recommendations yeah sherwin williams for paint any really exterior paint but there's like uh you can get like fencing paint like it's made for painting wood fences or whatever fences that's meant to be in the sun meant to get beat up uh you know it's usually a little thicker because it needs to go on a little thicker because you do not want to be doing two coats so that's my recommendation and go classic red classic red no other color nah go black yeah fire truck red black barn a million degrees in there oh black barn bam lamb oh black barney what (laughs) uh Andy, Andy Kramer. <laughs> hey, what's up, boys? Since we got hung up on tape measures, what measures, is he talking about? I don't understand. Last week we talked about tape. We measures. talked about tape measures. Did we? Do you think yeah. that it's imperative to have the same brand of tape mm-hmm. measure? Yes, since there can be variations between one brand to another. What do you think, Pete? What do you think? Uh, yes, that is one of the reasons 
reasons that all of my tape reason. measures that's all of the reason that all of my tape measures are stanley <laughs> every one of the reason and i even went <laughs> as far as to just check them just i opened up all of them side by side by side all of them have, are you gonna make that marvel joke again please don't make that marvel the marvel joke, joke? i don't know what you're talking about stanley i don't know what you're talking about he makes Didn't one make marvel movie. Joke? stop it he did he, oh. ha- he has in the past <laughs> So I just, I lined them all up on the edge of a workbench and just all the one inch marks lined up and I knew they're good. So all of those Stanley's that that's the ones I'm using. I reach other ones sometimes, but it's usually for rough measurements when I'm just actually doing woodworking. I'm primarily grabbing the 12, uh, 12 foot one because they're super light. They just fit in my pocket. And if I clip them onto my pants, they're not pulling my pants down like a 25 yes. footer or something. Yes. Gosh. So, that's that's my thing. Uh, Mike, what about you? You've got that fancy one, right? Remind me to get you only 25-foot tape measures if they're pulling your pants I got a 32. Hey, oh. uh, I only have the fast cap ones, really only because I just hit buy four instead of one when I go buy. <laughs> really like, do that. that. But, Everyone do that. But so check this, just buy one. But so check this out. Times. Yeah. So, check, so Sean and I were working on a project uh, last week. And uh, he's like, man, these are like an eighth inch longer than they should be. And I was like, nah, man, I measured those like four times. We went back and I measure it and it's 24 inches long. But on his tape measure, they're 24 and an eighth inch long. <laughs> his tape measure that he's been using for a half a century or whatever. Sean's crazy old. No, I'm just kidding. Sean, Sean's, Sean's tape measure, uh, it's a half an inch or an eighth of an inch longer than my tape measure. <laughs> the tip thing on the end that moves, it's gotten loose over the years. Oof. Yeah. And and now it's I understand so, how that like, works. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Tail is all this time, you know? No, it was uh it was loose his, tip. This is longer. Syndrome. Yeah, loose t- a- L- eighth inch LTS. loose tip. <laughs> loose, oh, that's absolutely the show title. <laughs> eighth inch loose tip. Okay, hold on. Um <laughs> yep. yep. Um anyway, so you know his tape measure, I don't know, so we don't know if mine is an eighth inch shorter or his is an eighth inch longer it's probably an eighth inch longer is a safe bet but uh yeah it's um you know these things happen can i get can i get uh whenever sean uh replaces his tape measure could you send that to me for reasons (laughs) yes just to you know (laughs) whatever whatever i could get (laughs) (laughs) dude if you want i'll send you the file a while back i made uh eight inch tape measures that were actually six inches they were like they were laser files. Someone asked me to nice. make it as a joke. Please, oh please you. do. I could use someone. You married that lady. She is great. What, um, why you got to bring my wife into this? This is you know no, this is, his wife. Oh, he's about me. He's like, someone asked Taylor. me to mar- to make oh. those. <laughs> I miss that. Don't just call him. No, anyway, it's not that good of a joke. It's fine that you missed it. Uh, Austin's lab has this to say. I'm not on the right screen. <laughs> we didn't now all answer. We didn't all answer his question. We didn't. I didn't answer. <laughs> Guys, I have to apologize uh, vehemently right now for Daniel Dunlap's <sighs> error to not. He didn't, Daniel didn't speak up, and it's his own fault. No one's fault. Use your Dan. voice. No. Sorry, Dan. I apologize. I actually thought you did answer. Dan, what's your thought on this? Uh, ditto to everything, Mike. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> I knew you were gonna do. That. Oh, you're such a turd. All right, here's Austin's <laughs> last question. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Austin with Zlabit over on Instagram. Hey, I got a question for you tonight related to content, um, specifically kind of around uh, systems um, or processes you guys have around storing your content or organizing, um, kind of related to maybe something's not yet posted yet or 
um, kind of storing it for some of those throwbacks or you know reposts. Or maybe even if it's for long long format YouTube stuff. So, what's your kind of guys' process or uh, systems that you have related to content storage? Pete, I I'm really bad with this. I do not do any kind of organization. All of the content that I post on TikTok, Instagram, all that is on my phone. Uh, and it sometimes makes it hard to try to repost some older stuff because I just can't find it. I'm actually very interested how Mike and Dan keep track of that stuff because they, they always seem to have a throwback Thursday and whatnot. I don't know if it's searching back or if it's uh, another way, but I don't do it. I, I don't, and it's really bad, and I really should just have a folder on my phone. Dan, I want to hear from you. I do keep folders in my photos and videos on my iPhone. And aside from that, I also have a quote unquote best of the Ooh. things that I really like that the things that really spark my fancy, so to speak. Uh, I have a folder for that on Dropbox so that I can, you know, refer to that whenever I want for a throwback Thursday or whatever. Like Pete said, I, I imagine Mike has a pretty similar system, but let's hear it from no. Mike. No, I keep nothing like that. No, I, I have folder in my f- photos, just like Dan. I keep all my old footage on uh, SSD drives, but I'm actually having trouble with those SSD drives, and I've moved over to L- Lacey's. Let's see. Uh, per the recommendation of my future editor guy, I've moved over to those, and I'm having less issues with that. It's more of a, not a solid state, but it was, what's that? A spinning drive. Yeah. What's that called, Pete? Um, spinning hard drive. Standard? Standard, standard drive? SATA. No, it's just hard drive, hard hard drive, regular hard drive. Anyway, uh, I have stuff over there, but like the best of stuff when I have like uh, stuff I know or stuff <laughs> I keep on my phone that's gonna be like throwback. I have like a fold an album in my thing, like Dan was saying. For it's literally called Throwback Thursday, <laughs> so I just have all my my best of videos in there that I can. They're old reliables that I know can get me some views or some likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, did you already go? I, I went, I just wanted to add to so like for my Instagram, TikTok, all that content. I have no organization, oh, yeah. any YouTube stuff or stuff that I shoot for long form for whatever, or anything horizontal with that I shoot with a camera or needs to get edited. I like obsessively organize that. I have folders for everything, all the assets, the photos, whatever. And that all lives on my uh, NAS, my network assisted storage. And I think it's fantastic because I can access it over the network anywhere in the house, including can, my phone. Can I ask you something? Yeah. I want to move my, so I, I run my business off of my iCloud mm-hmm. as a server, like we do with the podcast, mm-hmm. but I want to move to a, um, like a local on network server that would work for that. Right. That, yeah. that, that system you've sent me multiple times that I've asked you to send me and never bought. I, I want to move like all my files, files on my phone and I just click on the, the IP address of my, my drive right. instead of going to iCloud and it right? has all my stuff and it's all available. Okay. I, now I need to buy it's that. It's only I think I'm available on my local network. You can right. set it That's up. All I want. You can also set it up to access from anywhere. You can just set up a login. I don't want that. I you really don't want to. a yeah. closed network within here because I want to be able to like, because Matt's going to basically have his own computer pretty soon mm-hmm. where it's going to run the shipping and the laser when the laser gets moved into the garage, when the new laser comes. And I want to keep all of them on the same yeah, net, dude. like just pulling all my, instead of having all my files in iCloud, because sometimes it takes a minute for all my laser well, and CNC my stuff Apple devices lives on that between my Apple devices my iCloud stuff goes pretty quick. I mean, you guys see when you yeah. guys upload to the folder, how slow it can be. Like if when I have to get it on my Windows laptop, though, 
it is so slow. Mm-hmm. Like I have to like turn that thing off and turn it back on for it to get to refresh to the iCloud. So it's, I want to get, and I think it'd be safer. Here's the thing. It's, um, I can use it. I can lose up to an entire hard drive of data and lose no data because everything's back. Though. I have right, it set up as a, uh, I think it's a raid zero for that. Um, but the other thing is I actually like the podcast when I have the video, cause I record on my PC, I move it to the folder and I actually edit with that data being on the NAS and I over Wi-Fi edit that in on my, uh, on my Mac and final cut. <clears throat> so basically I'm able wow. to edit that without moving it onto my computer. It's not as snappy yeah. as it would be if it was there, but it's there. It's like what? $800 investment. Um, about a, let's say a thousand. Cause you'd probably want a decent thousand? amount of storage and the machine or the, the NAS itself is four or 500 bucks. I think and that's just a box needs four drives in it. Yeah. And I ended okay. up putting well, four, eight terabyte drives in mine. All right. I don't need that much space, but yeah, that's good. Uh, you'd be surprised uh, how fast that starts filling up. Uh, well, that's good information. This next question is from Kimani Von Strayhorn. Horn. Hey guys, Kimani here. So, question for you: On a previous episode, Pete mentioned that he went axe throwing, and while he was there, you know, he did what woodworky type people do. He checked out the tables, and he saw some uh, issues with the tables. Uh, I also posted about a week ago about me going out to a place and seeing some tables that had some serious issues. So uh, I have two questions for you. One, uh, can you remember a location, you know, you know, without saying the name, that you've been to that had some memorable uh, issues with their decor as it relates to, you know, woodworking and the things that we do? And two, have you ever been to a place that you felt compelled to tell them all the issues or issues that you saw with something in their establishment or like how to fix it. All right. That's all. Bye. Dan. Yeah, actually uh, when we were visiting Mike, we went to a coffee shop with Mike. I think it was, uh, I forget the name of the coffee shop, but uh, what was the name? What Pete's? Pete's? No. Which coffee? Pete's? Pete's coffee. Yeah. 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 We went to a Pete's coffee, not, Peter Kapar. Oh. But I noticed their tables weren't like the greatest. There were some gaps in some of the seams, but I would never, ever <laughs> go to management or anything like that and say, like, look, your tables are trash. I just it just really comes off as super deep. That's a for sure way to not super D bag. Like I would yeah. never do that. But yeah, as a woodworker, I notice things like that. Of course. That's what I do. I, I always notice stuff like that. And I, you know, I'm, I, I keep those thoughts to myself usually. And if I don't keep them to myself, I'm sharing them with my wife and she's rolling her eyes. So, you know, care. that's my answer for that. Pete, what do you got? Uh, for me, it's going to be coffee shops as well. And it's usually for a lot. Uh, there's a couple places uh, around where we used to live. Live Edge Top. And these are actually Starbucks. There was Live Edge Top. And it was solid hardwood. But the slope the live edge was clearly carved into the wood and one of the slabs i'll never forget oh, yeah. it it was the opposite so if it was, it was like if you're looking edge. at the piece of wood it was laying down so it was a the grain was a smiley face which means the end grain should be pointed from the bottom going up to the right no it was shaved off in like the opposite direction of where the live edge would actually be am i making sense yeah a little yeah, bit yeah so like basically it 
instead of it being a smile, they like that the back end was just carved the other way as if it was right. a live edge. But like, don't you can get a live edge. Don't you have to shave it down. But no, I would never go to management. And the the example that Kamani was talking about was actually really bad. He sent me the video. It was a uh, river table live edge like bench or like high tops or whatever where they just clearly did a clear coat over the top. They did not seal the bottom. The bottom was completely rough to like, you Ooh. saw where the mold, like where the epoxy like flowed underneath the wood and they just left it. It wasn't cleaned up at all. It was rough. And you cannot seal one side and not the other. That's a dumb, dumb move. But I would never tell management. Let them no. um, learn their own mistakes. <laughs> yeah, Mike, the mic go? Yeah. Mike, I didn't go. Oh, yeah, go. Uh, Ditto. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would never go. I would never go talk to management about that. Uh, there's a a bunch of small restaurants that we frequent, and I'm always like, uh, I'm, I'm, it's really tempting to hand them my card, but I'd never do it. They can't afford it's an you. insult. And you don't want to insult. You don't want to open up the relationship with an insult. So let them yes, come to you. Exactly. And yes. Someplace, <clears throat> so let them, uh, let them come to you. And if they don't, then they don't. And if they do, great. Make it worth their time. I like that. Uh, you don't then, open up the relationship with an insult. I like that. No. No. Uh, the, this next question is from Moses Cho, the Mocho, the Chomo, the Chosen Mo. Wow. Jake Miller's topic last week. Oh my goodness. It was fire. You guys were talking about mentors and, uh, community and just business things. And whoo, man, I, I, I had to sit down for that. It was, it was really good. Um, I don't mean it to sound super sarcastic, but I'm sorry if it did. Um, I genuinely learned a lot. Um, and, oh, my name is Moses, by the way. Um, <laughs> hey, Moses. I had a question for this week. You guys talked about painting, sprayers, and, and all sorts of stuff um, quite a bit already. But I wanted to ask you guys what your rates are. Um, you don't have to tell me. You know, you can tell the podcast. But I, I guess my question is, how do you guys price your painting service? Um is it like per square footage, uh, board footage, or just um, hours and type of paint and type of sprayer and different layers? I don't know. And I, I know these are the factors that I've, I've been mentioning, but I, I do want to know what are like your biggest factors in um, pricing your your uh, painting service. Yeah. So, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you. So I recently started, well, I just, I did a job very recently for a, a local general contractor that was just finish. I just did the finish work. Um, <clears throat> you wouldn't charge per board foot. You'd charge for the surface area if you're going to break your pricing out that way. I think that that's not a good idea personally. For me personally, I charge it. I made an estimate. I estimated my hours of time into it and I calculated my cost for finish. It was a clear coat. I don't do a whole lot of painting. So this is specifically to finishing. Um, and I pretty much nailed my estimated time and I got paid exactly as much as I, I was really happy with what I got paid. I think that you start to hit diminished returns on these things. Um, finish work. I charge my shop rate for the hours put into it and what I, or what I estimated. I think that you start to get into some points where like the, like if I was doing a full kitchen cabinet set, I'm not a perfect, I don't just do finish work. There are some shops that just do finish work and they are so cheap. Like you can take and they can spray an entire kitchen uh, in like a few hours. <laughs> and like for me though, it's like a whole setup. Like I'd have to have 
My whole spray booth would have to be all realigned. Everything would have to be rejiggered around, but I'm not geared for that. So, um, you know, it's only with within reason. Like I was spraying a bar top. It was super easy. So I was able to do that. That makes sense for the scale at which I do stuff. So I think it really, de- what I'm trying to say is I think it really depends on what you're capable of doing. And I charge my shop rate for the amount of hours for that job. I think if I was doing a kitchen, it would make no sense for someone to pay me to do it because I am not equipped to do that kind of work. Dan? I don't necessarily have a good answer for this because I've actually gotten a few inquiries for doing just kitchen refinishes where they just want the the cabinets repainted. And I always respond with, uh, this is Daniel Dunlap. dog. This is Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, not Daniel Dunlap Paintworks. If you have no wood <laughs> working involved, I'm not. That's not my thing. I'm sorry. Uh, if your woodworking project involves painting, then that is part of what I charge. But I'm not going to do just a a painting or a refinishing projects. It's not. It's not something I do. So I don't have a very good answer for this question, unfortunately. Sorry, Pete. I ballpark my, well, not ballpark, I estimate my hourly time that it's going to take me and just charge my hourly rate. And then if I need to pick up special finish for it, I, well, either way, I'm charging for the amount of that finish that I would use. You know, if I'm going to be using, I have to buy uh, Rubio or whatever for it. I think I'm going to use a third of it. That's what I'm charging, plus a markup, whatever the 10% is. Uh, but yeah, just, Charge your hourly rate. I don't think, uh, just think about how many times you're going to have to spray the setup, the breakdown, the cleanup, whatever it might entail. Um, and you should be charging that because if it takes you three hours to tape off half of your shop to spray a bunch of times, like you should be putting some of that time in there as well and not just charging for the surface area. I'm thinking I will say shop. though, if you're having to, if you're having to tape up your whole shop to spray something, you're probably not the person that is who should yep. be doing that kind of work. Yep. So you if you need to have like a some sort of like facility that can accommodate that. And that's what I was getting to the point I was getting to is like a few months ago when I didn't have my spray booth, I wouldn't even have taken that on. But now with my setup, I'm able to pretty quickly do like one yeah, piece that, of that's furniture. 100% accurate. I mean, if I had a yeah. spray booth like Mike does, I would absolutely yeah. take that on because I'm a business guy and I like money. And to Pete's point, like if you're if you're having like set up a kill room for your spray booth that's like two like an hour and a half two style. hours of work yeah. or whatever yeah like that's two hours of work customers shouldn't i mean if they'll pay for it that's fine if you're like neat but i don't want to deal with that stuff there's a reason i paid money to get a spray booth it's because i don't want to deal with that it's crap it sucks it's crap work resetting up that spray area so all solid points um the next question is from uh thomas saint <clears throat> george and here is thomas's question Hi guys, I'm Thomas, avid listener and first-time caller. I have a question for you, and I think you never had. I have a YouTube channel named named after me, Thomas Saint-Georges, and I'm French. I'm sure you already know because of my accent. I tried to grow my channel and made the decision to only speak English so I can reach a bigger audience. But um, most of my compatriots don't speak English and keep asking me why I speak English in my videos. I start asking myself if I should switch back to French and add subtitles, even if it's a pain in the beep to make those. 
What do you think? Should I just switch back to French? By the way, thanks a lot for your podcast. It helps me a lot to go through my days at work and keep me awake uh, when I'm following in my shop at night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Thomas. I think Dan, it, I think it was your I think it was raining where he's at. Mm. Anyway, um, I follow a gentleman on YouTube. I subscribe to him, and uh, I think it's Parsons Woodworking. Soup. This, this guy is super innovative, but that's not the point. Um, the point is, he actually records everything the same, and then he does two voiceovers. He does an English voiceover, and then he does a. Uh, I, I think it's Russian. Not English. Russian or Lithuanian. Do you know who I'm talking about, Mike? Nope. I can't believe that's accurate. Oh. I just threw out a random he does, he does an English voiceover and then he does like a Polish voiceover, we'll Whoa. just say. His, uh, uh, so his he does, he releases the same video twice with two different voiceovers for each video. And I'm sure he that does really well for him. I can't speak for him, but. He probably has the same issue that you have. He has two different uh, audiences. audiences that speak two different languages. So mm-hmm. that that might be something you can look at. Uh, obviously, when I whenever I watch his videos, I watch the English videos. But you know, just something something I thought was interesting and that could uh, help you out, Mike. How's your French yeah, actually, audience? That's what I- <clears throat> that's what I was going to say was Pat Lapp does that. He he does the same thing. He releases his videos in English and in French. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the success of that is, but I would say it sounds to me like you have you speak English very well. Uh, I think as you speak it more, you're going to speak it even more clearly and better. And I think uh, if obviously the larger audience is English audience, um, I would, if it was me, <clears throat> do it in English and subtitle it in french oh there's That's a good idea two birds one style so yeah i mean if you if you get a subtitled in french um i i think you're going to be golden i think that's i know it's extra work but you're going to be double dipping on the same content so and it seems like it'd be easier to type out the captioning than it would be to re-record a voice uh uh voiceover so it, even if you could i think there's captioning apps out there mm-hmm. that you can pay for to have it translate uh turn your your voiceover into a caption and then translate that caption into French. I wonder how accurate that would be. Probably not great. You want to do it yourself. I think I've been getting better. So yeah, it's only going to get better too. That's a good idea. So the one person I'd recommend you reach out to is, uh, Radek. Radek is uh, a Polish woodworker who actually lives in the U S and DC but he's done videos in both languages. So he actually has some hands-on experience with that. And he's grown to be quite a big account now. So he's he's going to be a good one to uh, uh, reach out to. I think it's, uh, it's Radix, R-A-D-E-K-S, uh, workshop uh, on Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. So touch base with him because I know he's done some in Polish and some in English. What the guy said is, yeah, doing it, doing two separate languages that's one option you could even do two channels try to you know double dip in that but i would also look at your metrics both on instagram and on youtube for everything you've posted thus far and where majority of your eyeballs are coming from because there's plenty there's plenty of views to catch from france or you know whatever other country speaks the language and also i mean i'm not saying french polynesia yeah but like 
depends French on Canada. how good of a woodworker you are. There's plenty of times that I, I find myself watching a video by someone in Germany or in Asia or something like that, that just are, they're doing an amazing job and it really sucks you in. Uh, the guys were right about the, uh, do, using closed captioning, basically subtitling. So for a video, you can upload a video to YouTube in English or in French and choose different closed caption options. So there are free and some paid options to have it kind of like digitally transcribed. Another thing you can do is uh, go on Fiverr, look up closed captioning. Someone can actually pull, uh, you know, all that audio out of there, uh, run it through software, double check all of it and send you back the closed captioning completely done. So that's another way to do it. So look into Fiverr, look into these other options. I think you posting one video and offering two you know, subtitle options uh, is going to be a good way to do it or try doing it as a completely, some people do this, a completely silent, no speaking video works for Jimmy DeResta, right? You, you know, just show very well what you're doing and you'd be surprised how many people watch that. That might be worth looking into too. And Dan's got his finger up in here. I misspoke. It's not Parsons woodworking that I thought was the dual the the dual lingual samsonite <laughs> it's right on the briefcase <laughs> it's not parsons it's not parsons i can't not, figure uh, out you don't actually was, have the answer it's, it's just parsons. not parsons oh. yeah. big fan of that account though big, big fan of not parsons all right, right that's it yeah that's all i got screech but good on you for uh <laughs> for trying to you know satisfy multiple languages in your videos that's that's a lot of work yeah, yeah that's, that's a tough situation yeah. for sure. That's another another thing that like uh you know, we don't have to deal with here on yeah. the content side and uh you asking us about it is super cool but we don't have the right yeah. answers cuz Look at where your eyeballs are coming that. from. So, Most now of these I'm are going to be US, racking my wrong. brain trying to figure out who this guy is that I've been thinking about. Find out next week on AWP. This, <laughs> join us next next week on AWP for Dan's answer to his own question. Maybe. Well, yeah, cuz that's the last question, right? Dan will never for remember this next week for sure. No, that's it for questions. Will Dan big find out? All of our listeners. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, big thanks to all of our listeners. Big thanks to all our supporters. Uh, go check out Pete's Etsy class. Go check out Dan's Etsy store. <laughs> Support the show. Uh, what? Leave me some like five the- star reviews. I need to bury a yes, one. Star if you want review, something that's... from any one of us, please five star reviews. It helps us all. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Huge help. Especially Huge help. We'd really appreciate hey, it. Hey, uh, uh, in other news, I'm sorry to cut you off, Mike, but uh, I, I need to bring this up. Uh, do you realize in 1893, Charles A. Dana, an oh. editor for the New York Sun, published an editorial calling Chicago a windy city? He did so in reference to the cities full of hot air politicians who were advocating and wooing organizers to hold the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition in the city instead of New York. That's why, people. That's why there you go. Dan's called the math guy. Big thanks to all of our supporters. You guys are amazing. We really appreciate you so much. Thanks for all the questions this week. Uh, we will be back next week. And then I think the week after that, we will not be back because nope. we will be in Austin. We're going to be doing a worst Rubio off show. Fest. Yeah, we'll be doing. It'll just be all the all the dead space. And it's going to be a going, whole uh, lot of uh, Chicago uh, Windy uh, City uh, facts. Yeah, It'll be just episode be, one. Uh, upwards of, right, episode one, but backwards. <laughs> So big thanks to all of our listeners. So, 
<laughs> Just a backwards episode. Bench on my what's and then we'll do uh yeah, it's gonna be really cool. So uh I don't think that's how words work when they do them backwards. No. Uh anyway. <laughs> uh yeah, share the show. Keep us alive in the feed. The podcast IG is about to hit three thousand followers. That's pretty neat. It's awesome. Thanks that's for all crazy. that, you guys. Uh we'll what's that? That's crazy. Oh, I thought he was talking backwards. No, uh, check us out next week. We'll be here. Have a great weekend. Bye now. Bye-bye. Love you all. Long time. Bye.